Welcome to the Just a Conversation podcast. It's me, your co-host, Keandre Creation. It's Elder Zavala. Your other co-host, and we just chilling today. It's a chill day. Some real good weather today. You know. How you feeling today, brother? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. Yeah. It was a uh, cool weekend. Uh, saw a good dunk contest, good three-point contest. I didn't get a chance to watch it. What happened? Um, ain't seen it on Twitter. All I saw was the one dunk that uh, Aaron Gordon did. He did. Him and... Uh, That's all I saw. Aaron Gordon, and I want to get the other guy's name right, but they had a dunk off, and it was one of the best dunk contests I've ever seen. Like, truthfully? Like, no gas? No, no, no. I ain't gas at all. It's like it's, it was up there with the uh, the Aaron Gordon Zach Levine dunk contest. Most people know about. It. Then you got you know the Dominique Wilkins Michael Jordan dunk contest mm. up there with the Nate Robinson Andre Iguodala dunk contest. Like it was like that, and it was you know it was a lot of it was a lot of dunks. Like with a dude, he'll they'll jump over. They jumped over a lot of motherfuckers in the dunk contest. Yeah. Like, but yeah, you know the guy that was supposed to win, I believe, Aaron Gordon. He did some crazy dunks. The other dude that won, he did some loud dunks too. But he kept doing the same thing. Like he was doing, mm. he kept going under the legs. Like he did under the legs dunk like three, four times. So you do a lot of people are saying they mad at D Wade. They feel like just because this guy played for Miami. That's just stupid. You think that's stupid? Yeah, because he's not the only one that was up there. Like, what the fuck? Well, no, uh, apparently he's the only one who gave a nine in the key moment to Aaron Gordon. So if if he would have gave Aaron Gordon a ten no, like didn't. that, he would have won. No, he apparently, didn't. yeah, three, that's what three, they said. No, I watched it. Three people gave okay. him a nine. He wasn't the only one that gave him a nine. So mm. I don't know why. T'Challa gave him a nine. The dude who played up uh, Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman, I'm sorry. I, yeah. His real name, Chadwick He Boseman. played such a good role in that movie. He Again, Black Charles. Panther, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to let the audience know He Black shouldn't have Panther. been no goddamn judge, but he gave him a nine, and then I think uh, somebody else gave him a nine, too. I mean, I think that's cool. They trying to diversify the views. You know, they don't want it to just be an NBA legend every time the judge. They want to get different perspectives. I get it. You know. Derrick Jones Jr., that was the other guy. Derrick Jones Jr. Derrick Jones Jr., yeah. He, he, Mm. hey, bro, I ain't gonna lie. He could get up, though. He can. (laughs) Because I be seeing him get up in regular NBA games. So, I mean, imagine if he has some room to take off. Yeah, nah. That's crazy. It was good. But the thing about the dunk contest is, man. You, you got Twitter and Instagram now. You see people doing way louder dunks on Instagram than they than you see in the dunk contest. Like, people be doing stupid dunks on Twitter and Instagram, man. Mm-hmm. And you watch dunk contests, and it's just not the same. But I will say what they were doing, like, it was a couple of dunks uh, in the dunk contest that were, you know, it was still impressive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Aaron Gordon did, like, a little three. You seen that 360? He cut it off the off the That's point the only of the thing I've seen. Uh, you know the only saying? dunk I've seen, really, that the 360. Yeah, they had some cool dunks, you know what I'm saying? But mm. it's just that now with, with social media nowadays, you can see guys doing things that you didn't think were possible sometimes. I've seen some crazy uh, dunks, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like, I they're going to have to switch up the format or something eventually. Uh, they're going to have to do something. I feel like it's getting a little boring, a little tedious. 
it don't hit the same, but this dunk contest kind of rejuvenated it. But mm. we, it, like, in the back of everybody's mind, you still know it don't hit the same like it used to. I saw you mention something on Twitter that they do need to add the one-on-one. And I agree. I feel like that'll add a lot of uh, suspense mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of perspectives will, will go against each other when that happens because they're going to build that up damn near like it's a, a boxing fight type shit. They're going to be like, oh, he going to win. Oh, he going to win. You know, I think that'll add a lot of uh, suspense to the game right there. They need to do that. They do I agree. need to do that. And that they, you know, the, all the players were talking about it, and you know, most of them were saying they want to do it. The only one I heard said that he don't really care for it is Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. He the only one that I heard was like, nah. Everybody else was like, yeah, I play anybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bam on it. He he was like, yeah, I want to play Jimmy Butler. He was like, why? I was like, cause he saw it. Jimmy was like, that's fine. Play, you know what I'm saying? But nah, that shit would be dope. Nah, but that has to be like. That has to be like some a certain level. They're gonna have to regulate it. Somehow. They're gonna have to regulate it. It can't just be like no names. Like you just who you just named? Bam on the heat. Bam. You know Bam. He made the All Star team. You know Bam. Can you say his? his... I don't know his real name. Oh okay. Yeah, well, that's just... yeah I go out for real names. Like no, you I don't, don't know. Right, Bam is what Bam. You mean, if you watching NBA, you would know Bam. Bro. I'm sorry, audience. I don't know who Bam is, and I'm sure <laughs> some of y'all don't know who that oh, is. Oh no, nah, hell no. Nah. Some people I mean, don't know because some people he made know. the All Star game. Yeah, yeah, he made the All Star game. He's you sure? He's their second best player. All Star. Mm-hmm. Bam. Yeah. Don't know his real name though, but he. Cold. I think I know who you're talking about. It's a it's an African name. Yeah, yeah, he got a long name. He has a long name. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, 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 yeah, no, I was saying that, you know, they need to implement one uh, king of the court. And I was thinking, you know, in my opinion, I think the big three need to get ahead of that. Because really, and I'm about to really let, let an idea go to the public. Because, first of all, I don't think y'all going to do it. And if y'all do do it, then y'all know where it came from. I got the IP right here. But, uh I think that, you know, the big three should do a king of the court. And I don't think they should involve the the players that's in part of the big three. I think they should go get people on the street, bro, because there's so many guys that could really, really hoop out there that's not in any type of league. But you tell somebody, hey, uh, you play king of the court, y'all playing to 10, it's going to be five contestants, and the winner wins $10,000. The best players are going to come out. And one on one with good players, like and it's king of the court, bro. So you you switching in and out, and you getting rest, getting rest and things. That'll be entertaining. Somebody who could really shoot, or you could see somebody who just muscling somebody. Or you get to see a lot of different dynamics go against each other. Y'all heard it here first, yeah. uh, folks. A whole different perspective, and I like that. Actually, yeah, yeah. that's different. That's, that's different, using bro. people. Off the streets. I mean, that's that's really lowering your expenses yep. too. Using people off the street, you can pay them less, and then you get a very entertaining game. These super people tickets super, will be sold eventually. They they're gonna have to be, bro, because these people are probably gonna be playing their heart out because they want to make a, a team, exactly. a D League or NBA team. They want to exactly. be seen. It's like a tape to them. So, Word. hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, honestly, I think it could be a professional sport, just like. Big Three just made three-on-three professional and things like but that. Something like that can be uh, We might have to get that popping in the hood or something. Like, right. just come out with the camera, get some hoopers who really just passionate and see what's up, what y'all talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, have you been uh, 
the streets been hot lately, bro. These cops been out trying to get people for warrants, tickets. Uh, actually, the other day at uh, George R. Brown Center, they had a uh, a little warrant convention convention where you, if you had a warrant, mm-hmm. say it be possession, aggravated, mostly anything except small traffic offenses, you can actually go get these warrants uh, settled. Uh, I'm sure they had lawyers there, payment plans, certain things that you can do. So, people, you guys should actually look out for things like that on a monthly. They have these things. Yeah, you yeah. want to you want to get things like that uh, done as soon as possible. But I think it's cool that the city give everybody a day or whatever. I don't know how many days in a year they give people that uh, that privilege to go and get everything settled. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, people should really think about. I don't understand how people don't try to get those things taken care of right away. Because honestly, mm-hmm. if you even think you have a warrant, all you have to do is call in and see if you got you got a warrant. And these, this, the city, wherever you're at, it don't matter what city you in, they just want your money. If you got a warrant, they just want the money and set up a payment plan mm-hmm. and be like, all right, and tell let them know, do I still have a warrant? Because I want to come up there, pay y'all, and get arrested. Real talk, they you gotta ask to, them like, yeah. and some of them they'll even tell you like, if you haven't had a payment plan before, if this is gonna be your first one, most of the time people they not gonna take you to jail. So yeah. go ahead, go up there and pay it. See that judge and pay it. But if you have had a payment plan before, you need to go ahead and call your grandma, your auntie, or your uncle son and see if you can get you a rack or something to, before you go up there empty-handed. Because they might... You in yeah. After a couple payment plans? If, if they keep... I was even told if they keep giving you payment plans, because basically they're giving you a chance. Right. They keep giving you chances and you keep taking advantage of them, they going to have to take you. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah. Just, it's just... just. It's just mandatory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't be taking advantage of the goddamn shit. Uh, they, yeah, they're going to eventually take your ass in. But yeah. the thing you got to put all this stuff in perspective, man. You got to put all this stuff in perspective. At the end of the day, everybody know jail is just another business. So they business. want your bread, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, you keep doing the most. And, yeah, they're going to bring you in. But just think about yeah, it, man. Okay. People who got warrants and shit, man. Call in and see... If you just think, if you just, you know, if you just not sure if you got a warrant, call them in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They'll let you know what's going on. They'll let you know, hey, yeah, you owe $350. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a um, a specific topic you wanted to get into, my brother? Uh, I got a couple specific topics. Okay. Uh, we can just go, I guess, topic for topic. Uh, What the shit? Did you know MC Hammer on the part of Twitter? Hell no, real talk. MC Hammer, bro, real talk. Oh, he. Uh, that's nice. That's... It's crazy. I was, you know, I was. It was a, a Dame Dash, a Dame Dash in a Chameleon there podcast. You remember Chameleon there? He's coming out here, ride dirty. Yeah, Chameleon. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. To 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 make a long story, longer. Uh, Chameleon there. Uh, he you know he was a rapper in the early two thousands. But you know he got you know he got out of the the game really, and mm-hmm. he started investing in the tech. Mm-hmm. And, you know everybody knows Dame Dash was a uh, uh, owned a part of Rockefeller with Biggs and Jay Z, mm-hmm. and uh, and he been into his own. You know he has his own streaming service. Like he has his own Netflix. Damn near with mm-hmm. Dame Dash Studio. So they were talking, and Chameleon there was saying that you know when he was first getting into the tech world, he was trying to. 
uh, people were telling him that he needed to talk to MC Hammer. Mm. So he said when he went to go talk to MC Hammer, he said he was like he was telling him like, hey man, like all the information you got, you know what I mean? You know you could be sharing all this information with everybody. MC Hammer was like, man, I'd be sharing this information with all people want to do it. They want they want me to pay them to to do such and such. And it was like, mm. but you know, little did everybody know MC Hammer on the part of Twitter. So he wow. giving you you hearing the you hearing the the you know people who he gives information to you hearing it from somebody who you know who understands this game you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The investing game and i just want to shout out to mc hammer because you know people people for a long time was talking down on mc hammer because they thought he was a one-hit wonder and mm-hmm. shit but mm-hmm. he out here doing what's really gonna make the money which is investments mm-hmm. and, I think and he's invested dope. in something that's that's very lucrative over a long, early too. Yeah, he he early. got in there early, huh? Early in the did game. You, did you get a specific date or around? No, I don't the have time? a specific date, but I mm. believe it was around 2010. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that I think that's that cool. that's really dope. Uh, highlighting, you know, black people and Black History Month, man. That's that's loud. There you go. Fun fact yeah. for you guys, yeah, yeah. man. Look that up. Get some more information on that. Uh, For all my uh, medical students, I have some interesting news that. I've been reading about this type of stuff I read about. I don't know. I just love facts. I feel like um, before 1846, bro, they didn't have anesthesia and surgery. So if you was getting your yo, if you was getting a leg amputated or a finger removed or something removed out of your body, everything. You felt everything, bro. Imagine that. In nineteen, in the eighteen hundreds, in in seventeen hundreds, and things like that, and before that, they had pretty much like a coliseum base, a theater, where they would have a whole bunch of people in the arena looking at a surgeon uh, cut somebody open without anesthesia. The person is screaming. They don't, you know what I'm saying? They don't put you to sleep. You might get a foot chopped off in front of a thousand people, and then they also Damn. said. The surgeons didn't even know to wash their aprons and hands and things like that. So somebody could have just got chopped up 30 minutes ago and you laying in their blood too. Mm. Oh, imagine that. Imagine. You can't imagine that. But (laughs) but that just shows you how far um, medical knowledge has came, uh, folks. In uh, 1847, they actually uh, started implementing anesthesia uh in every surgery bro and they said the first person he mixed sulfuric acid with alcohol and he created it and then they eventually you know of course created it better but that was just so interesting to me man i would have just been telling my fuck hey knock me out bro just knock me out real talk they said a lot of people out or something but it's crazy because they was even saying the doctors was aggressive. They said a few people like ran out the Coliseum like, nah, I'm good. They went and grabbed them like, nah, you about to get this surgery, bro. Strap like, them down. Like, okay. strap them down. Hold them down. <laughs> like, I'm about to cut your leg off, sir. That shit like, crazy, bro. That's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, medicine and the medical field, man, that, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about how, you know, they be on some, uh, uh, you know, we don't really trust them and things, and we don't really, you know, a lot of minorities feel like they don't really need the doctor. We just need to, you know, eat healthy and things. But when you think about it, man, we didn't come a long way in medicine, man. And mm-hmm. It's just, you know, when you think about that kind of shit, just like, man, 
you know, life expectancy has has grown over so much. But when you think about in the Bible, when they say, you know, such and such live for nine hundred years in the Bible, it's yeah, just I, I, that might be a metaphor or something. But that's what I be we're not gonna get too. into. That's it. That's, uh, that's kind of. I'm, I'm just saying oh, that shit kind of crazy to even think about that shit. You like you to know, think about how far this stuff has came. Like yeah. now, so surge, soldiers can actually like give anesthesia to somebody on the battlefield uh-huh. if they gotta, you know, pop something in place or something. They can give you some type of medicine yeah, yeah, to yeah, ne- yeah. to to uh, n- negate the pain. Yeah. Uh, and that's crazy how far we've come in just a uh, hundred and fifty years. They can probably do more things that we think that they can do right now. Yeah. We're you know what I mean? We don't even know things. about. Yeah, yeah. They can probably heal more things than we think about. You know what I mean? I just thought that was a very interesting topic, man. Um, yeah, yeah. And the guy, his name was um, William T. Morton. He became uh, famous and successful for using uh, ether. This ether was the mixture of sulfuric acid with alcohol. It created ether. He used that uh, to pull somebody's tooth out in 1946. That's what ether is? Mm-hmm. Apparently. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, that's what they called it. Crack. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, a lot of names and things change. So, you know, I would just do my research for folks, but they called it ether. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was ether before it was anesthesia. Nas, Nas definitely had me thinking that ether meant crack. <laughs> yeah, I remember that song. Yeah. That was a jam, bro. Um, Sorry. Mm-hmm. What so? What you? What you think about? Uh, what you think about dying without a will? I don't know. I think it's all about chance. You know, you need, you got to once you get a certain amount. A certain amount and you need to have a will yeah and once you get a certain age you need to have a will you know mm. i think it's as simple as that i think a lot of people um didn't understand the importance of that and actually uh i was reading an article about that and it was saying that i want to say james brown amy winehouse mm. prince Aretha Franklin, all these major artists, they die without a will. And I think still to these, this day, like in the 2000s and early 2000s, their kids and family members were still fighting over, you know, estates, money, accounts. Uh, I think that's very important. Once you establish yourself in life, I think you need to go ahead and make a will because cause you never know. You never know. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people can wake up today and not be here tomorrow. I think that's very important. Yeah. Um, yeah that's shit, very important. That shit, you know, that shit kind of deep, though. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. You know, people people can look at wheels in different ways. You know what I mean? So, I won't say that somebody shouldn't uh, create a wheel, but I understand the people who didn't create a wheel. Mm-hmm. I understand why they wouldn't. And I'm not saying I don't think it's necessarily because they want their their kin or their family to be, you know, to have to fend for themselves and, and learn character. I think it's for other reasons or just, you know, probably don't want to think about that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think you got to come to a certain uh, 
I guess, truth with that type of thing. Like, you got to do what's best for your family. Uh, especially if you uh, obtained a lot of money like those artists I just named. Like, I would think the richer people would be, you know, some of the smartest. For sure. You know what I mean? But obviously Well, not, not the smartest. No, I don't think that at all. You don't, not necessarily just... You know, technically well, smart, but understanding, understanding enough, and yeah. then having the reach and the ability to get those things done, I would think they 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 would do something like that. But I guess not. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's just on the individual basement. But everybody should definitely have a weird. That's so all I'll say. You get like yeah. you said, a uh, certain age and a certain amount of money you have, and yeah, you should definitely have a will. Yeah. Um, it's a depressing topic, honestly. But, you know, that shit real. Because, like you said, I was surprised when they said Aretha Franklin didn't leave nobody nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you heard about that previously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. She just didn't have, she, she just passed, like, what, like a year and a half ago, I think? Mm, she sure did. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. too long ago, you mm. know? That was kind of weary, like, damn, like, you know. But it's, you know, everybody has their own reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, though, you know, a lot of kings and queens and princes and princesses and shit, that kind of shit ruined a lot of uh, kingdoms, too. Yeah. <laughs> Not knowing what's next after Not, the leader died. Yeah, like, you he leave all leave the power nothing. to the wrong motherfucker, you know. They didn't learn shit, but they got a billion dollars worth of things to their name, you know. And that, that's why I think there's checks and balances to things. I think... In that case, you need to leave some part to somebody and some part to somebody else. Both that you can trust in different ways, you know what I'm saying? So it can kind of be balanced out. Because if you leave it to one person, they're going to automatically think they got the power and they might take advantage, you know, versus two brains together. I think that would would be a little smarter, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But, uh... See, uh, so moving on to the next topic, mm-hmm. uh, Sony, Sony uh, released something saying that their production cost for the PlayStation Five mm-hmm. is four hundred and fifty dollars. So mm-hmm. it cost them four hundred and fifty dollars to make to make one PlayStation. Oh man! So the word is right now that Sony's playing the waiting game to see what they can do to make you know to figure out how they should price the PlayStation Five. Oh, man, Cause that's, that's a big that's ass. Be expensive. That's a big ass expensive. Cause you know they got a double. Yeah. They have to double. It's so all about. We already looking at what nine hundred. Mm, shit, shit, man. That's what I'm thinking. Nine hundred to a thousand. What you think about that? You getting a new one or you staying with what you got? I'm for sure getting it. I can't. I don't even play <laughs> games like that, but I have to get that. Like just that. respecting the the Sony uh, legend, you, you have to. It huh? just is what it is. Like you got to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if it start off at a thousand, then I might. You know what I'm saying? I might wait three months. You know that's um, interesting to think about because that make me think like I know Xbox is in their bag now. They, they in their bag. They probably thinking like, man, we need to get something like an Xbox that can hover or something. Like they probably thinking on some other stuff, some like some futuristic. Cause I saw that PS Five and it looks futuristic, bro. It looked yeah. like something in a spaceship or some shit. Yeah, yeah, that shit crazy. You know, my all Microsoft really got to do is really 
you know, sell their Xboxes damn near cheap. Because I guarantee PlayStation 5, they're going to at least start off at 900 If not, mm-hmm. they're going to go up. Because even the PS4, I think, I think when the PS4 first came out, wasn't it 900 I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I thought when it first came I, out. I was thinking maybe six. I don't think you're right. You're right. I think you're right. I think it might have been six. Crazy. You're right, but I wouldn't be surprised if this PlayStation Five come out around that. Yeah. You know I mean, that's crazy though, cause you know when profit margin come into play, you know, it's it's crazy to think about like how much profit margin does Sony need? Cause mm-hmm. if if it costs four hundred and fifty for uh for one to be made, I mean. The regular price for when a when a game console first comes out is around six hundred, like what we just said. Mm-hmm. So that's a hundred and fifty right there of, of profit that you gonna make per. Mm-hmm. And we already know with Sony, at least it's at least gonna be five hundred million people. I'm sure to buy a, a PlayStation worldwide. So how much money do y'all need, damn near? Because I can just doing the numbers five hundred million times a hundred and fifty profit, like. That's a lot of motherfucking money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You already in the billions right there, I'm pretty sure. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy at math, but I'm pretty sure that's touching the billions. How much money are y'all looking to make? Yeah. It just, it just put it all in perspective of how these big businesses I wonder how much this stock is worth. I'm going to look that up soon. Oh, Sony stock? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just uh, looking at General Electric again. And I, I know I bought some General Electric stock, and I mentioned that to you guys. But uh, it looks like it's their stock is not really fluctuating. I saw that in 2000, they had a peak of $30 per share. Now it has came down to $13 per share. And even though they got a lot of stuff going on, I just don't see that hitting the 20s and 30s uh, soon. I just don't see it. I don't see it. That's why. That's why. That's why you have to really make sure. Uh, you know. You know what's going on with with certain companies you invest yeah. in. Yeah. Because that. I mean, even what you said, that still can be a big ass move. Because mm-hmm. I, I I read deeper into it too. They invested one point eight billion into Congo, South Africa. Congo yeah. is an established city. Like. Yeah. That's a big city. It, you know. So you think you think it might go up? What you think? I don't know enough about electricity and gas okay. and all that shit, so That's I can't really say. But but that. I know it's a it's a big move because if you think it's lucrative you, for sure. I mean, it's a very stable thing, so uh, I can see it going up a few dollars. But I for just, sure, I don't see it just. I don't see it pulling a Tesla or an Uber, oh, and no. that's what I'm looking for: the next Tesla or Uber. Uh, and, and right now, I was looking at TikTok. TikTok, that social media app is is really booming now, but you know it's free. They don't have a subscription, so I don't know how that will go. But that's yeah. the that's the main thing I see really, really, really uh, opening my eyes right now. Everybody's doing that. I walk into the room, my little sister is dancing in front of her oh, camera. I see TikTok and stuff. every morning. I'm like, God yeah. damn! Like she do that shit all day. Like she don't have no problem making a TikTok all day. Yeah. I think she got like four thousand followers on her TikTok now. Yeah, one thing I noticed with TikTok is it'll make a song that you never heard of a hit real quick mm-hmm. so all you you know hip-hop artists or rappers or anybody artists that just sing r&b anything you know tiktok is where you should be put trying to place your music and shit get your little sister get your little sister's friends your little brother friends give them to make a dance to your tiktok i'm 
TikTok is making hits out here, bro. Mm-hmm. It's making hits. And people, I want to advise you uh, to make sure you read up on your news about stock if if you are investing in stock right now because uh, the way the economy is going right now, it does seem like it's going to be a, a, a big, not a collapse, but a bubble, you know, where a lot of money might be lost or gained pretty soon, especially with what, what Trump did and the things that he did, you know. Uh, so I would very, I would really pay attention to that. It definitely seems like it might be a little stock bubble coming soon. What's know? a stock bubble? Uh, it's kind of like a little metaphor I created myself. Mm-hmm. It's basically, you know, like what happened in 2008. That was pretty much a bubble, and uh, it a, burst. A quick crash. Yeah, it was a quick crash. So you know, a quick crash can cause a lot of things. You know, it can cause a, a lot of loss. Or it can cause some smartness, you know, to to buy low and to make profit. So I mean, it just that's lucky why I haven't been paying attention to the stock market. Cause I, that's what I, I'm kind of like weary of, you know. Honestly, you know, I try not to be too pessimistic, but mm-hmm. you know, they say every five years the stock market is supposed to crash, and, and they say it hadn't naturally, crashed. Naturally, right? Yeah, naturally. Mm-hmm. And since it hadn't crashed in seven, eight, nine years, it's due for one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the way, like and you I've said, the way the, the economy is moving right now with China and then Donald yeah, Trump, it, it's like it's, it's just it's real like, volatile right now. Yeah, so but, I can see that stock yeah. bubble happening. Maybe you know, twenty twenty two. Uh, something like that. So uh, everybody get prepared to 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 make some money or, or pull out. Yeah, because I mean, a, a stock market crash isn't always bad for people. So, it's not because sometimes you can save money, and then when it crashes, that's when you can start buying things at low and then selling high. Mm-hmm. Once exactly. shit go low, shit, you really good because now it's about to it's gonna go high eventually. So. Exactly. Everybody got to you know those different methods. It just depends on your perspective. It, it, honestly, that's what's funny. Stop, stock, stock market investing is really all about your specific perspective. That's it. Yeah, it's it's all dope. about how you speculate. Yeah, speculate. Uh, but closing, closing that uh PlayStation Five uh production. Uh, production costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just said that to say just uh, look out and look what look to see what Sony does and how they price their PlayStations. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. even though you know, even though it is what it is, people are gonna buy regardless. It is interesting to look at, especially for business owners and entrepreneurs who who have production costs for their for their uh, inventory. You know, you want to see how how big companies uh, utilize their profit margins and how they want their mm-hmm. profit margins to look. So just pay attention to all my uh, entrepreneurs and business owners, man. It's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. key knowledge right there. I appreciate that. Yeah, you just yeah. opened my eyes with that. Yeah. Appreciate that, my brother. Yeah. But, That's what you want to talk about? Oh, always. Uh Yep. Oh, that's what I was reading about. Uh, the Rat Pack, bro. Uh, I'm pretty sure you know about that. It was uh, it was formed by uh, Frank Sinatra, and uh, it was uh, with Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Joey Bishop, Peter Lawford, and Frank Sinatra who created it. They were pretty much a pack, you know. They was all singers and performers, but they was really entertaining. Yeah, I, I and, know three, three out of them, five. I think yeah. I think it's five so the main three was Dean Martin, Sammy, Sammy Davis, Frank. and Frank. Frank. Those was yeah, the yeah. main, you know, already known. All of them go hard. Well, apparently, I all of them every now and then. 
Joey Bishop, uh, he was like a a witty guy, maybe a comic, and then Peter Lawford. I think he was maybe a rich kid who kind of just fell into place at the right time. They were artists too. Uh, uh I don't think so. I want to say uh, Joey Bishop was a comic, and Peter Lawford might have just been a regular guy with bread. So uh, y'all looked it up though. The Rat Pack. That's a what the Rat. The R-A- Rat Pack. R A P or R A T. R A T. The Rat. Uh, so what they do? They like travel together. They pretty much traveled. They uh performed at theaters, and they were just like good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine seeing you know a Italian guy, a few white guys, and a black guy <laughs> together. Like that's something you don't normally see, yeah, and all yeah. smile, natural smiles on their face. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just really interests me. And I was reading a little magazine about that uh, the mm-hmm. other day. You know, uh, look up the Rat Pack. Oh first. yeah, see that's. See, you know they was getting their bread. They was getting bread. To get all them people? All them people. But then you still have to split up the money, though. That's the thing. Yeah. But I think at this time, uh, each person already was probably established Mm. financially. I want to say they said Frank Sinatra was losing a lot of money, though. And he was getting divorced. And he was going through some, some hard times. And that's why they say when you listen to his music, you can feel that shit. Cause that, that's that's true. Like he was going through divorce and yeah. losing money, you know, yeah. all this stuff. So it's listen to his music, folks. Yeah, you know, Frank Sinatra is that that guy for that sure. Guy. You got any more topics you wanted to hit? I got. Yeah, I, I had one. More. I had one or two more topics, and then I'm gonna go ahead and close it out. I got uh, two more. Yeah, two. you can go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Uh. Oh, this is a big question. Yo, you got any uh, basketball topics or not? No basketball right, topics. Cool, cool. Ahead, uh, this was a, a very important topic for me, uh, one of the last ones. Um, I was talking to a friend the other day, and uh, he was saying how, uh, as a black people, we can really uh, narrow narrow our 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 uh, our, our, uh, our vision and our way of thinking by by thinking that the system is set against you a lot of black people automatically come out and their parents kind of instill this into them that the system is set against you you look down upon so a lot of people don't go out there like thinking oh i can become a doctor or i can become the president or i can become this because naturally you are already limited uh i feel like as people i mean you're a human being um you should always think that you can be anything you want. That's very important. Never let your parents limit your thought. My friend, I don't want to mention his name, but his his family always had money. And since a young age, he, early in middle school, he always wanted to do real estate and still to this day. But his family would always say, oh, you're not going to make it in there. Oh, we have money. You good. Oh, don't do that. You know, just just let it ride and get a job, go to college. But he brought it up to me that it was important for him to never listen to that and to keep going towards his dreams and uh and not uh limiting his mindset. What yeah. You about that? yeah, I think that I think once you got your mindset, you don't need to you don't need to listen to any any negativity, you know. But mm-hmm. I think that it takes a special person to be able to uh take criticism or bullshit and, and you can you know, you can uh, you can put it all in perspective, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, some 
some people are really, really negative, but they have a perspective that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's necessary for you to understand what they're saying and ignore it at all costs. Or in some uh, uh, instances, sometimes it's important for you to understand it and take heed to it and just watch out for what they're saying, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just simply ignoring it as you go on your path to what you want to do. You can, you don't have to forget about that advice that they hear. Because a lot of people, you know, pessimistic people, they don't talk, they don't say negative things just uh, to to make you mad or discourage you or to they really break, to keep that. you in on, on a level. Mm-hmm. Some pessimistic people really say that, tell you things out of love. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's kind of disrespectful for people to call uh, those people pessimistic people because because they're just trying to protect you. A lot of times they're just saying it out of love. And they just they not really good at at balance. Basically, mm-hmm. they just lack balance. But mm-hmm. a lot of things that they may say is out of love. And I'm not speaking for everybody. Some people really do say things out of being petty or being hateful mm-hmm. or spiteful. You know, so it varies. But uh, I think that uh, shit, man, something like real estate. Shit, hell yeah, like, like whatever somebody say wrong, but real estate ain't gonna be able to get you no money. They don't honestly, they really don't know what they're talking about. Cause they don't. <laughs> real estate, the, the, <laughs> real the, estate's the most lucrative business in the, the world. The most lucrative, and imagine, folks, yeah. all the land that's that hasn't even really just been touched. You know, man, real estate gonna forever be popping. You know that. That's the one thing that when. When somebody, you know, I hear a lot of people say people who get a million dollars, they get scared because they don't know what to do from there. Now they now they want to go get accountants and things like that. Let me tell you something. You get a million dollars, first thing you need to do is save and go put some other money in and some uh, up some equity and some real estate. That's the easiest way you're going to build your your money. I promise you. You know what I mean? Go buy some real estate. Go get some real estate. Go learn about it for 24 hours. You good. You understand? All right. Um... So you think the New Orleans Pelicans gonna uh, make it to the playoffs? Or you haven't really been paying attention to them like that. Mm. Their re- their current record What's right their, now. Yeah, give me the give me the uh, the, 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 the statistics on that, my brother. Have you been Have you looked watched them at all? Like been paying attention to them at all? Uh, not really. Okay, so this is the NBA. You don't really, you wouldn't really know, but they, I know uh, who they got though, so I can tell y'all for that. Yeah. They got some very good players. I think they'll make it, but uh, make they, uh, it deep in the playoffs. I'm they're twenty three sure. and thirty two, and they're in eleventh place. Uh, mm. Eighth place is the Grizzlies, and they're twenty eight and twenty six. Are they on a winning streak? Uh, they won the, the out of the last ten games. They won six out of four. I mean, six out of ten. I'm sorry. Uh, won six, lost four. Yeah, so they're five mm. games. They're five games behind the Grizzlies, who are eighth place for the last spot in the playoffs. <laughs> Ironically, ironically, Zion just came back and they hooping, mm. but Ja Morant been hooping all year and his team in eighth place. So it's really <laughs> damn near Ja Morant versus Zion. Like, can Zion catch up? You know what I'm saying? Can Zion lead the Pelicans? Well, I wouldn't catch say up? that. The, uh, the Grizzlies got a couple nice little pieces to go with him, but he yeah, is yeah. leading that pack, though. He's leading it, for He's sure. He's leading that pack, and I like that. He came out with that mindset, like, yeah, I don't cold, care bro. what age I am, I'm a hooper. Yeah, no. I like that. I admire that. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a hooper. Mm-hmm. So I mean, me, I say, I would say that the Pelicans 
will make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They have about probably 30 games left. I think that the Pelicans can make a run to the playoffs. As long as Zion getting the right play, uh, playing time and Brandon Ingram get in there and do his thing, I think that they'll make it to the playoffs. What do you think? You got to you gotta... – I mean, they do have a few nice pieces. Yeah. Um, they five games back, so they got some time. But I'm not going to say for sure. I want to see the next 15 games. And then we'll come back to that. Time. <laughs> Play it safe. The next fifteen <laughs> games. Uh, over the next fifteen games, if if they win, uh, maybe eight or nine out of that fifteen, I, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I think that but, I uh, think that they got it in them. The NBA is a tough league. Yeah. They in the West. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. know about the West, bro. It don't. Yeah, you yeah. never know. You can be a good team and get knocked off by by a team that just has sheer passion that night. Yeah. You know, so yeah, true. So it just depends. True. Every got to take a step at a, a, every game at a time, man. Mm-hmm. But I ain't gonna lie, man. Zion Williams Williamson is looking different. He's looking like an amazing, amazing basketball player. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. He probably just he got into that comfort zone, that mm-hmm. zone of uh, of no thinking. You know, you're on the court and you don't even have to think about your next move. It's just natural motion. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. But um, Lil Pump quit. Lil Pump retired from rap. Quit rap. I don't know. I saw Lil Uzi said something like that. I feel like that's PR. Uh, True, it could. Either it's either PR or either his his uh his company his um what is it called his his a label right? his label is is probably you know they eating too much off of him so. You know, I feel like that that be it. These rappers are finally fighting back. They know, like, damn, I should have went independent. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. they know. <laughs> but I don't, and, and we about to close. I'm about to sign out of here. Mm-hmm. But uh, for for artists, it ain't always it ain't always uh, necessary to to go independent. Sometimes you do need to sign to a label. So it's really all about what your situation is and how your fan base is. Look, mm-hmm. I pro- see, in so, the numbers, in the numbers. But you know, if you got a fan base, fan base like you, if you built two hundred thousand people, an audience from social media, hey, bro, you have leverage. So if you do mm-hmm. want to get a, uh, uh, if you do want to get a. Uh, a record, a record deal with somebody, then you have leverage to say, all right, if y'all want to sign me, y'all going to have to give me boom, boom, boom straight up, and I don't need to pay this until boom, boom, boom. You got to set your contract yeah. up the way you want to sign, do it up. Mm-hmm. But the people who usually get, you know, fucked in the, in the, in the beginning because they don't understand leverage, first mm-hmm. of all, and some, they just might not have really a big audience like that. So they need for the record label to go build them an audience. So yeah. being, having a, re- a record label contract, it varies. You have to know, understand your situation. You need to go talk to other people who know about the the music industry. And, and you know, honestly, shit, artists, y'all could hit me up, bro. I will consult y'all because I know about the music business, you know. And that's oh, how I keep it up. I keep it at that. But um, this has been another wonderful uh, great conversation with my brother. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in to the Just a Conversation podcast. Yeah, thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, I'm Keandre Creation again, your co host. You know what I'm saying? Elder Zavala. Uh, and this is Just a Conversation. Elder Nero out. Have a good one. <laughs> I'm living paycheck to paycheck, trying to pay the rent. Crackers thinking I'm a slave forever, they got me bent. I'm about to pull a move, about to rob one of them blind. Let me call my partner Zero and see what's on his mind. Well, I'm going.
I really need to make some change, K. I'm thinking to 11 and feeling strange, K. No job, so there's no way for me to pay the bills. If you with me, then let's get paid. Live lavish and chill. For a lick, got a gal fine as hell, but I'm too broke to trick. Last, last two months, I've been thinking of a caper. Come scoop your boy up and let's connive on some paper. Put, put on your seatbelt so the laws won't hate. We're taking a trip to the bottoms with Mr. Hector Bake Cake. Thousand, thousand for a half, eighteen grand for. But, but bring no, bring no, bit me, bit me, black, black, unka, unka. Side living in the fast lane. The game goes. 